you limey bastard. Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Rob Olson. Um, and I'm Livia Snedden. We're this is still the lazy summer of podcasting, but I have I have urgent business to get out of the way. Rob, do you mind if I take a minute and kind of address something that that I said <laughs> on a previous episode? Um, I, so we're urgent but lazy. I just want to make sure I get this right. Well, yeah, like we don't. I don't know. I was gonna say we don't have a book review, but that's not really true. I don't. I don't, I don't know anymore. We're we're in complete chaos here. Disarray. I would like. To, yeah. So I, I don't. You know, I don't think of us as celebrities, right? Not really. Right. Um, I do, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, you don't. Do you know? Occasionally, so I was watching um, America's Got Talent last week, and Howie Mandel made a bad joke about bulimia, and then like right after the break, he was like, "Listen, I just want to clear something up. What I said was stupid." Blah blah blah, and he had to kind of like clarify that he was trying to be funny. Okay, so I have one of those situations where I feel I need to clarify something I said. Uh, on our last episode, we talked at length about the Hugo Awards. You remember this, right? Um. Yeah. 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 The Whitey's the, box. The Whitey Spocks, there was the the sad puppies, there was the guy who thought women shouldn't vote, right, all of that. And yeah. I made a comment um, about a large group of people, uh, you know, that they, they, they could potentially find, you know, offensive. And I just wanted to clarify, um, I've had a few days to think about it. It's been mentioned to me a couple times now, but I had a few days to think about this. And what I, um, what I really want to do is clarify my feelings on, no, I don't think sci-fi fantasy should have awards. <laughs> Oh, so you're sticking to your guns, unlike some people. Yep, yep, that's right. So um, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> Just wanted to get that off my chest. I felt like I needed to to address a statement I made. I didn't want people to think, oh, Livius is just kidding about this. No, no, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Not going to cut with most, I like it. Book with most spaceships. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> that being said, um, now that we got the some of the serious stuff out of the way, there's more serious um, news that's uh, breaking just moments ago, right before we got on this podcast, Rob and I both um, caught this little bit of news. I'm going to let Rob bring bring the sorrow. Yeah, you're going to let me break. I'm kicking all the puppies um, today, yep. I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. By the time anybody else hears this, it's going to be old news because it'll be in a couple days, but it's happening right now to us. Yeah. We're recording on the 30th of August, and um, as we're getting ready, I'm looking through Facebook, and I see... Uh, Wes Craven, the horror maestro, died at the uh, the age of seventy six. So, homeboy died. I don't know. You said something about brain cancer. Yeah, brain cancer was uh, the thing. Yeah, brain cancer got him. So, yeah. um, sadly, uh, you know, I think because he hasn't been in the spotlight very often. I, you know, brain cancer is. Uh, I, I mean, I guess it could just kind of sneak up on you, but I, I get the feeling this was a lengthier battle that that he uh, he finally succumbed to, but. Um, it's sad because you don't know what happens until it's not news until he dies, right? Because he's just like this guy who used to do all these great horror movies, and then we don't really care that he's sick. You know, we just find out when he dies. So it's it's it, it's really sad. He is responsible for just a ton of great great horror movies, and some of the ones that you know. In, in looking through the list, there there are a few I wasn't aware that he was um, responsible <laughs> for. Like you know, Rob was giving me the list a few minutes ago. Swamp Thing, fucking loved Swamp Thing when I was a kid. I didn't realize that was his uh, that was his baby. Yeah, those Nightmare on Elm Street movies, good stuff. Yeah, absolutely, sure. So, Last House on the Left is a brutal, visceral kind of rape revenge kind of tale. It's great stuff there. That was one of his early ones. But yeah, the Scream series or the Scream movies. I don't know if he's responsible for the Scream series on MTV, but that's on my list of things. I was going to say maybe that's what really killed him is that fucking MTV series. 
Oh god, dude, I don't know, man. I watched I watched a great series on MTV. Not to change the subject, but um Eye Candy, which was an R.L. Stein novel, I guess. Oh yeah. They got turned into a series. I really dug that on MTV. So I don't know. Hmm. No. Yep. Not so much TV. But yeah, though. so no, and I can't think it's like on season four, I think. Teen Wolf is? Yeah, I think they're on like their fourth season. Huh. I'll be damned. Um, but anyway, I guess the point is that Wes Craven has died. It's sad. Um, Homeboy wrote some really awesome horror and directed, apparently, writing and directing, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's just kind of something that popped up in my Facebook feed, so uh, we figured since we don't talk about books anymore, that was worthwhile to talk about, I think. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, if you had to pick one Wes Craven movie to watch in the horror maestro's memory, which one would it be? Oh, fuck, probably like the 30 that I haven't watched. Um, I don't know. I, I want to check out Swamp Thing because you, you were basically raving about it. Would that be considered sci-fi or fantasy? It's a joke. Um, it's based on a comic book. Yeah. I don't know, and man. even if I love it, that doesn't mean it should win any awards. I just think that things that have water in it are more scary for some reason. Yeah, I don't know how good of a movie Swamp Thing is. All I know is the 12-year-old me thought it was like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. You don't have some sort of natural affinity for swamps, though? It's it's just the movie was good? Yeah, I, um, no, yeah, no, no nothing. I mean, I've been in a swamp. Like, I've been on one of the like, flat boats in the swamp in New Orleans. <gasps> like with a giant fan on the back? Yes. God, that's awesome. I've never been on Isn't one it, of those. Though? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Mm. I wonder if Wes Craven um, was ever on one of those. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll never know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, Rob and I, I, I know people think that Rob and I live in the same room, but that's not really the case. Rob and I see each other several times a year, and that's it. But we did have the opportunity to spend some time together on this past weekend and actually go to like a legitimate event. It's. I mean, the timing of it's pretty funny, considering we were really just totally ragging on sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah, so the Lake County Count-Con, which is a gaming and comic book convention um, put on um, by Joe Prindle as one of the people who puts it on. He uh, is uh, astute and early listeners might remember he was one of the co-hosts of the now-defunct Fat Nay podcast. Yeah. Um, invited us out to Comic-Con, and, uh, or to Count-Con. Count Icon. What does the count, count mean? Because it's the county? I think it's Lake County. The, the like county Lake Count Icon. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's Count hyphen I hyphen Con. So it's the County Con. That's what I'm going to call it. Oh, oh yeah. County Con. Yeah, count, I like that. Lake County Con. any rate, um, second annual. They moved to a bigger facility. And here's basically what happened. Um, Rob and Ryan, Ryan, who is our marketing intern, you'll, you might be hearing from him a little later this episode. Um, or if we have any questions regarding anything that regards any kind of knowledge, we've been told we can reach out to Ryan for help. <laughs> any knowledge um, at all. Yeah, any knowledge at all. So we went out to this on opening day yesterday, the 29th. And uh, I got to tell you, A, it was a lot of fun, a lot of cool stuff to be seen. B, I didn't realize how little Rob knows about anything at that type of event. <laughs> anything at all. If I'm feeling very... Okay, so what we did was, and I don't know how, what the legal ramifications of this are, is um, I, uh, I was recording us walking around the con, and um, we, we, we found... We, 
we decided we didn't really have any good material to share, but it just occurred to me that if I just like cut all of the questions that I asked together, that might be kind of funny. That would be, um, that would probably be hilarious. Here's what happened. So we, you know, we walk in and, and, you know, we decided to go to the left and we get to the first or second table and on it is what I can only describe as a fairly large lantern. And what color was it, Rob? Oh, it was green. It was green. There was a green lantern <laughs> sitting on the table. And Ryan and I at the same time go, oh, that's pretty cool. And Rob's like, I, I don't understand. And we're like, green lantern. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I see it. But I have no idea what that is. That's Rob's extent of comic book knowledge. Yeah. Ryan, on the other hand, our fantastic marketing intern, who you may be hearing from later in this episode, um, on the other hand, went and did the entire Green Lantern pledge, which is a little bit beyond me. That's that, fucked that up. Do. Yeah, he did. I don't know if you caught it or if you understood that he was just rattling off words. That's like the pledge that each new Green Lantern has to take. Yeah, it gets passed on from person to person. It, I mean, like, yeah. So that was the that was the first. Until it gets to Ryan Reynolds, and then the fucking story just ends, apparently, because that movie, I guess, was really terrible. Ryan Reynolds, man. Three guys in a pizza place, or whatever it's called. Three guys, a girl, in a pizza place. Oh, I have no idea what that is. That was a sitcom. Anyway, that's a little bit off the topic. Um, yeah, so then the rest of the con, anytime that, like, so basically, here's what happened. Uh, Livius and Ryan are trading their like fucking little like nerdy inside shit that I didn't understand and I'm saying I don't understand and then they're like we'd see something Harry Potter related <laughs> and I would get it and they would just fucking make fun of me and I'm like I'm not making fun of you when Rob would come to life like he was like <laughs> I belong here but only in front of this one item on this table like that's kind of the impression I got from it and um but like so like they got to be nerdy and I just didn't understand it and I was wrong. But then when I was nerdy about something, I was also wrong. Yeah, it was just it was so I, I see something that says Hogwarts on it, right? So I go, Oh, Rob will be excited about this. I go, Rob, what does this mean? Nine and three quarters. And he goes on to explain something about a train station and, and so and he was like, I'm so excited that I know about this. And it was cute. But it was it was the fact that um it was such a small percentage of things that 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 got you go at all, like that you had any reaction to. There was two Harry Potter related things the entire place, and I made. Oh, sure there are more. Them I don't think. I okay. All right. All right. Any rate, though, pretty cool event, don't you think? Um. Yeah. I um. I I think we saw basically what like it was like a mini version of what you'd see at any kind of con. Actually, it wasn't really that mini. It was pretty much a normal con. You had the people wearing the costumes, the cosplay, right? Yep. We were the celebrities that were there. You know, at these cons, they always have celebrities. Yeah. It was us. It was us. We were the celebrities. So. Um, yep. There was lots of shit for sale. Lots um, and lots of shit for sale. And I've got to say, some of that stuff is, is pretty, pretty cool. A lot of it? Not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did see, like boxes of dvds that had movies like um oh god what were, what were we making fun of there was something we saw in particular that was kind of kind of funny god, i don't remember what it was there was some dvd and i was like wow this is this exists yeah i don't remember i know i saw charlie's angels like the drew barrymore yeah well there you go that would be one of the Cameron things Diaz. that shouldn't exist yeah. yeah they probably won a science fiction award 
won the Hugo for what was it? Best movie with most angels. Long for yeah. yeah. <laughs> movie with most angels. Movie with the most angels. <laughs> uh. But um, it was fun. We were actually invited uh, for a couple of things to this, and because initially we thought Rob may not be living in the area. Um, we kind of declined, but I don't know. Next year, what do you think? Like an author panel at this? I think that would that would be a fun thing for us to to kind of host and and MC or whatever moderate. Oh, moderate. We've never moderated anything. I don't think that we're moderation material. I mean, I guess I think we're more like instigators. Can we instigate a panel? <laughs> I think. Can we just like try I don't and get know, people but to fight I each other? Fucking think we should try to instigate a panel. I think that's something that should happen. <laughs> just get all the authors like at the table, and then we're like, "Did you fucking hear what they said about you before we came out?" <laughs> all right, so Lake County Con, twenty sixteen. <laughs> there is probably going to be a panel. We are probably going to instigate that panel. We're going to instigate that. If that panel doesn't end in a fist fight, we had not done our jobs. Oh, and we can podcast it too. We can record it and podcast Absolutely. it. Absolutely. But we might, depending on how well we're mic'd, we might have to do with like the the like um, like old Batman TV show, like bam for like the punches and stuff, because it might not. You know that that dull thud of skin on oh. skin may not make it through the you know. the onomatopoeia. I, I don't know exactly what that is, but I didn't think that was the sound of skin dully hitting other skin. Isn't that where you verbalize nonverbal things like pow and stuff like that? Is that what it is? I'm going to look it up now because I'm going to feel like an asshole if it's not. I yeah, well, I, it, you could be right. Oh. Then there's some letters. I'm guessing Google is good enough. But if you're in Google, <laughs> oh, you put in like an letters. O and an N and an M and then like P-I-E-A, it'll probably pull it up. Did you mean? All right. O-N-O-M-A-T-O-P-O-E-A. The formation or use of words such as buzz or murmur that imitate the sounds associated with the objects or actions they refer to. Cool. But it's not when this, the like dull slapping of skin on skin, right? Well, that would be like... I mean, you fucking think of a word. I think that's pretty close. <laughs> the use no, or I formation think... of words uses an action or sound they mean, such as bang or splash. It's close. It would just yeah, be no, like no, 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 was... Right, but I was saying that's not this sound, right? The... No, you're making an entirely different sound. <laughs> It's All onomatopoeia. Right. I was correct. That's moving on. One point for Rob this episode. <laughs> Any rate, um, it's over now. But definitely, if you are in anywhere in the greater Illinois area, um, you should totally check it out next year. Fucking, can I talk about being in the greater Illinois area? This is not part of our like. We we have some very loose topics to talk about this episode. But can I fucking talk to you about something else though? Let's, you know I'm going to say yes because that's all I just, do is indulge you. Well, well, that's what we do on a podcast. We talk about stuff. So if you say no, this is a really fucking short episode. Let me ask you a question. Let's say that you were to travel across the the, the world, right? Let's say you were to go to, I don't know, England. Yeah. First of all, that's probably not a drop everything and go this weekend kind of thing, right? Like You probably it's know, like, out. I don't know, days in advance, right? Days at least, weeks in advance. Man, I, got, you friends to go come, to somewhere. I got friends that come into town and I get that I get that time planned out like five months in advance and that's not even me going anywhere right 
Exactly. So now let's say that you were traveling to another continent and on that continent, you have some acquaintances. I don't know. Let's say people from another podcast that, that, that we've been close with. I'm now, following you I, so far. Okay. Now, I don't think you would be like, hey, I'm coming to stay with you for a couple of days, right? But you might be like, hey, you know, from the 15th to the 18th of such and such a month, I'm going to be near or in the city you live in. Just wanted to mention in case you got time to grab a bite to eat. That's exactly you do what that? I do. Yeah, yeah. All right. So would you like to explain to people where I'm going with this? Yeah. So um, this marvelous opportunity arose um, to, to, to spend some time with uh, one of the hosts of This Is Horror, who had, uh, as Livius was alluding to, um, flown from the UK out to Chicago. Um, and we were kind of in contact and trying to make something happen. But here's the thing. Homeboy, first of all, never reached out to us at all to make a plan or to even say, hey, I'm going to be in the area so that we know. Um, second of all, he didn't even do anything. Like he got tagged by like his girlfriend or whatever on Facebook. And that's how we found out he was in our city. He's been in our city. Like, for a while. And so I had to respond on Facebook and be like, Hey, man, are you in Chicago? And he, then he's like, Yeah, we should hang out, like, in an hour. <laughs> and I'm like, That's not how it works. <laughs> That's not exactly how it went, but... Um, Dan, what the fuck? Dan. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this is why we won the Revolutionary War, I think. <laughs> because there's no planning that's coming from... <laughs> Uh, the the, <laughs> the British sides of things. <laughs> they just woke up in the morning and they're like, we're going to attack this. We're These fucking out there all. Historians <laughs> <laughs> right now are like, holy shit. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. How did we not see this? Oh, man. Um, yeah, they're like, half of their fucking troops are still like putting on their boots and stuff. And they're like, what do you mean we're attacking this? Nobody told me. I um, And I got to tell you. In keeping with, with what you're saying, I did get mad when I got home. I threw some tea in a fucking puddle in my backyard. <laughs> it's like this motherfucker. It's like a bunch of Earl Grey sitting in a goddamn puddle outside. <sighs> any rate. A symbolic listen, gesture that rings as true today. Yep. Listen, Pete Gudis, you're no better. We know about you too. So here's the thing. We'll go a different direction. Maybe nobody wants to hang out with us. And I, I could I could see maybe how that could be a thing. No, I have proof that we have people that want to hang out with us. There's two people that are coming and staying with me like next they, week or two weeks from now. They told you they're coming ahead of time? Uh, like months ahead of time, All yeah. Right. All right. Guys, if you're coming to Chicago, a lot of you, not all of you, a lot of you, we'd like to, we'd like to be able to have a drink with. Maybe it's <laughs> just coffee. Not all of you. Maybe it's just coffee. I'm not a big drinker. Maybe it's just coffee. So let us know in advance. Be like, hey, guys. I'm being Caleb fucking Ross. How many times have we seen Caleb Ross post shit from like a hotel downtown Chicago? Yeah, that fucking little dickhead. Um, fuck Caleb J. Ross. I, yeah, fuck Caleb J. Ross. I don't want to sound like someone's mom, but just pick up the phone, man. Like, if I was going to... Listen, you. Listen, you. Now yeah. you. Fuck. Now I got the one to pick with you. Tell anyone to pick up the phone and call. You never answer the fucking phone. Oh, that's because phones aren't for talking. All right. If you, if you have to pick up the phone, call me. I answer my phone. Yeah, call, <laughs> call Livius. You are the calendar man of the two of us, so it would make sense. 
and I'm the old man that still accepts inbound phone calls and, and, and instigates oh, them occasionally. Yeah. yeah, but you're that fucking guy. You know who you are. This is no. totally off the topic. Oh, of, here we go. Okay, who am I? You're the, I'm going to call someone when I'm on my way home. That's who you are. Well, when the fuck else would I call somebody? Well, how come, how do you fucking know that that's a good time for me to talk on the phone just because you're driving home? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that it that it is. Yeah. Yeah. There we are now. All right. So whatever. Yeah. I call you when I'm able to talk. I don't know. All right. Anyway, here's the whole thing. Fucking call if if you're coming to Chicago. Call me when you're on your way home from work. I'm okay with that. We won't out you on a very public podcast about your phone habits. Uh, <laughs> and let us know so we can buy you a drink. You wait. What, what, what are we? Limeys, right? They're limeys, right? The British are limeys. You limey bastard. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Next we time you're in the you, States, damn. guess what? If I ever go to fucking England, not not calling anybody. I'll just no, hang out with Michael Wilson. Dan. Just fucking text everybody, yeah. Dan, yeah. we still love you. Dan, you're still my favorite host of This Is Horror. Wait, but he's the one that ditched us. I know, but still. All right. <laughs> I'm just, this is, I'm instigating. Shh. Oh, is that <laughs> how it works? All right. Yeah. I'm still Because you, know, you know Dan doesn't listen. Look at Michael Wilson's listening, going, these motherfuckers. And Dan, what a motherfucker. Like, he's, yeah. Here's, he's okay, but here's the thing. Michael Wilson, we joked about, like, um, it taking so long for the awards to, to show up, our printed awards mm-hmm. for, and he, like, was genuinely, like, apologetic in a private message to me, so. He was. He could have sent them with Dan. Oh, but then we never would have gotten them, because how would we know <laughs> they were here? He would have saved so much in the Royal Mail. Hang on, I've got the envelope that it was shipped in. Right here. The words look sick. He would have saved. Beautiful. Nice job on the awards, by the way. Oh they man, look. this this. It's probably it's probably in ounces or whatever they use for money. Yeah, it doesn't even say. Yeah, it's gonna be thirteen ounces at least. At least. Oh, three pounds and sixteen whatever ounces. Pa- pound petties. <laughs> it's four pounds. I don't understand what's three, happening. Three point one six pounds. All right. That's like $50 in the United States. At least. I'm not sure if that exchange rate is exactly right. So, No. It's, it's, <sighs> it's probably not ounces either. It's probably grams. Um, <laughs> while we're kind of, I know we're a little off the subject, but we were talking about, mm, um, about Ryan, our marketing intern, who you may be hearing from later in this episode. I'm prepping people because there might be a new voice. So I've got, I want to, <laughs> want to get everyone ready for this. This is the second time you're preparing them in advance. The third time, I think. But I don't know. Maybe. Here's a, here's the thing. Ryan, um, he, he reads a lot of the books that he hears about on this podcast. Um, but he's reading this this book that, you know, somewhere in the back of my head I heard about this. Maybe I saw something about this online. We haven't talked about this on the podcast, have we? Uh, maybe in passing, but no, no, not okay. in detail. He is forty-two percent. Be very specific, because someone's going to want to do the math on this. <clears throat> Rob, he is forty-two percent into a book called Worm. Now, if Neil Smith's listening, he's excited because you know Amazon guys are getting paid by the page or something like that. No, not that Worm. This Worm is written by Wildbow. We're assuming we're saying that right. And uh, what this book has to offer. Is that it is four thousand pages long. I'm going to repeat that for everybody. It is a book. It is one point seven million words, and it is four thousand 
pages long. That means he's on page 1,680. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's almost I, two 1Q84s. Yeah, and that book was fucking terrible. It was really terrible. I am going to read to you guys the synopsis from Goodreads. Interestingly enough, we're not really sure where you get this book from because I don't, it didn't, Amazon did not come up as a source for it. So I'm going to read this to you from Goodreads. An introverted teenage girl with an unconventional superpower, Taylor goes out in costume to find escape from a deeply unhappy and frustrated civilian life. Her first attempt at taking down a supervillain sees her mistaken for one, thrusting her into the midst of the local cape scenes politics, unwritten rules, and ambiguous morals. As she risks life and limb, Taylor faces the dilemma of having to do the wrong things for the right reasons. Hmm. So it is apparently, it takes the form of a web serial posted in bite-sized reads, apparently like 400,000 bite-sized reads, in much the same way that authors such as Mark Twain would release their works one chapter at a time in the days before full-fledged novels. Started in June 2011, updating twice a week, and finished in late November 2013, it totals roughly 1.75 million words. Roughly 26 typical novels in length, or 10 to 11 very thick novels. Um, want to review that? I, you know, here's what I'm thinking. This sounds pretty goddamn good, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we should we should do this. Um, we would have to do like um one episode per month dedicated to it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I see what you're saying. So you'd like we like three every 300 pages we do a review. Yeah, I don't think we're going to fucking do that. Yeah, that'd be a nightmare. Or we'd yeah. have to do it, like, spend, like, two months just reviewing that. It would be, see, here's the whole thing. We should have done Lazy Summer of Podcasting. We should have committed to getting through the book over the, whatever, however many weeks we weren't reviewing anything. But then it wouldn't actually be a Lazy Summer. Right. Yeah. 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 Wait, there's some, there's some logic in that. Holy shit, dude. Seriously. <laughs> This is like insane, insane. Are we? I mean, is there new information you're bringing to this? Or are you just reveling? No, in? I'm just. I'm trying to wrap my mind around somebody's desire to read a story that long. You know, four thousand pages. I, I suppose I could. I suppose I could Google this, but like the Dark Tower series is probably the longest thing I've. Well, that's not true because I probably read about forty or fifty Mac Bolan books, but I think that was a little different. I don't know, man. If you add up the Harry Potter series of eight books, that's like 4,000 pages. They're thick Yeah, but books. there are pages written for children. Well, <laughs> Sorry. All right, so the They're Harry Potter for series. Children. All right, so I wrote, how long is the Harry Potter series? And the first, like, eight things were all about the movies. Of course. And now I'm just going to use bad grammar because I'm too lazy. How long is the Harry Potter books? How many pages in the Harry Potter book? And if you mean all seven, all right. So this is at um, harrypotteranswers.wikia.com. Uh, 3,400 pages in the UK version. Hmm. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. But um, I applaud anybody who takes on 
that. And I don't know. See, that's the whole thing. Like, I, I see, and I understand he released those chapters. I'm assuming it's he, Wildbow, maybe him, her, this person. Oh, no, it sounds um, like a sci-fi name. But now it's a complete book, so I, I, it's almost different. It's in in my opinion, it's different than embarking on reading a longer series of books. It seems like it's one book, like it's one big story. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Imagine if someone like your editor tells you you got to cut 10% of that book. You're cutting 400 pages. I'm, it's a, it's a big story in scope from what Ryan was talking about. There are all these like world issues and and this potential, you know, end of the world. So, I mean, it's a big story, but holy shit, man. I'm just trying to figure out how you keep something interesting for that long. Um, yeah, but he said it, it it fucking holds up. He's 42% in, and it's still awesome. And he actually, like, listening to him talk about it while I was eating that crazy hamburger that I ordered yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it sounded like, oh, dude, we got to talk about the hamburger. But um, it's he sounded as excited about the book as I was excited about that hamburger. This is very true. And I guess, you know, Mark Danielewski, right? He's embarking on something very similar. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, but, so, yeah. At any rate. It's interesting. It's um, and, and and I'm guessing it's so when we talk about pages, Daniel Lusky's uh, series, the familiar should top easily top four thousand pages if it keeps up at eight hundred pages, twenty six books, like sixteen thousand pages or something, right? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna blast Wild Bow out of the water or whatever the guy's name is. Yeah, but word wise, remember there are a lot of pages in that fucking book that only have like three words on it. Oh, that's a good point. So there's word for there's, word, they're probably yeah, gonna be pretty know. similar. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I might, I don't know. I mean, it's a web series. So I'm guessing I can just click on a link somewhere and start reading it. I, I might have to take in and see what, what this writing is like. So maybe, you know, the first 20 or 30 pages or something just to see, you know, right. if this qual if the quality of prose is there, but yeah, let's, uh, let's talk, let's talk cheeseburgers. So yesterday we had lunch. <laughs> this, is, this is future of our podcast right here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so when we went um, prior to going to um, the Lake County Con, um, Rob and Ryan, who you may hear from a little later, for uh, yeah, <laughs> went out for lunch to a place called Twisted Burgers in Grays Lake, Illinois, um, and they are, uh, I guess you know, famous in quotes. I don't know how famous they are, but their 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 deal is kind of weird burgers. So Rob, I, I was very passionate. I'm gonna let Rob talk about his burger. It was called the heart attack because when you go to a place like that, you have to order the heart attack. And the heart attack is essentially a bacon cheeseburger um, that is sandwiched in between. Instead of bread, it's grilled cheese sandwiches. Now, you might think, oh, man, that's just like really nasty. Um, Yeah, but... uh, In the best way possible. In the best way, yeah, because like while I was eating it, I had the distinct feeling that I was eating a grilled cheese sandwich, which I love. I had the feeling I was eating a BLT, which I love, because there was lettuce and tomato and bacon on there, and a cheeseburger, which I love. So it was like three different <laughs> sandwich experiences in one sandwich. It's a menage a trois in Rob's mouth. It was literally a threesome of sandwiches in my, in, all in my mouth. Excellent. I would you would would you well you know what I had, but I, I will tell listeners I, I had something called um, a Black Widow two, 
because there's another sandwich called the Black Widow, and they just apparently couldn't come up with enough names to give this its own name. It's the sequel. But it was, it was a cheeseburger. And what were those cheeseburgers? They were like third-pound cheeseburgers, right? Yeah. I'm guessing. So, I mean, they were substantial cheeseburgers. Mine had fresh jalapenos, cream cheese, grilled pineapple, a, 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 bar, a barbecue sauce that they used, zombie, zombie boogie barbecue sauce. It's like a hot, spicy barbecue sauce. And then your standard lettuce, tomato, onion type stuff on it. Yeah. Also pretty good. But, God, what a fucking mess. It was good. Um, I had a dark chocolate milkshake because why not? Because it's healthy. If it's dark yeah, chocolate, it's, dark it's okay. Chocolate. It's got those fucking um, cheeseburger antioxidants. And grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> so. Dude, but that trip was uh, great for another reason because I picked up a book. Oh, yeah. So we walk over to a bookstore that we're not going to name. <laughs> because it's Mostly terrible. because a close friend of this show hates that bookstore. And I'm not even going to talk about why, but but he has very valid reasons. <laughs> so um, so we're, we're killing time waiting for, for Ryan, our marketing intern, who, who you might hear from later in this episode. Five. And... Um, uh, we, they have the rack outside, so we're stopped. You know, we're we're standing outside. I, I'm vaping. Rob's just standing there, secondhand vaping. And uh, we look at this rack, and we both at the same time see it. And Rob grabs for it and picks up a copy of "Kiss Me, Judas" by Will Christopher Barry. Not something you see in the wild a lot. Not, the, not something you see in the wild a lot. If you want to live, call nine one one, Livius. Yes, uh, because this yes. was a goddamn steal. It was sitting on the two dollar book rack. And two dollars. Like old beat up paperback. This is a first edition printing from Viking that's in like pristine condition. Yeah, it's a uh, two dollars. Rob spent both dollars on it, and uh, what a what a catch! What else did we see when we were inside? Nothing really of any interest. A couple of James Patterson books. A couple. Would you like to? A couple hundred. Would you like to rework your math? Yeah, there were like forty James Patterson books, um, but only only two copies of Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, only that we only two that we saw. Right, yeah. Well, we were in the that was when we were in like hardcover section, I think, right? I'm mm-hmm. guessing the paperback probably had more, but yeah. So, so there was that. So it was a plentiful trip. I, I had I had a good time yesterday. It was it was a it was a fun little outing for the for the book to podcast, um, boys. Yeah, one of few. So yep. it was good. Um, I definitely want to talk about. I want to introduce this next topic, Olivius. Absolutely. Saw this on Livius. So I put these meticulous notes together, and there's like bullet points, and like there's bolding and stuff like that. Livius just like writes something and then puts a line in between that and the next thing. Sometimes there's capitalization. I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying this is how I could tell it was Livius, and I didn't write it. Okay. Would you like to read? <laughs> you said you want to introduce this. Yes. yes. So. This is Livius's note, and I have no personal knowledge of what we're talking about, so this is, like, this is great. Uh, there was some stuff that happened with poetry and a rape victim. <laughs> yeah, no here's clue. the, pro- here's no the problem. I was, I was very quickly jotting down things that we were going to talk about, and it, it was just bullet points for me to remember, right? Like bullet points, and I have notes, right? I have stuff like, I have tabs open in browsers on other computers and on my phone. Um, the pro- problem with this one is I have no further information about this. <laughs> and here's why. Because there was enough of a stink about this that the the WordPress site that it was on was deleted. So now it's way? possible it happened just in my imagination. Because there's no evidence it ever happened. Um, 
Was this alt lit? Um, I don't know. So revolutionjohnmagazine.wordpress.com, which is no longer available. The authors have deleted the site. I'm reading it to you from, from the, the screen. Oh, Richard was complaining about this. Uh, yeah, there were several people complaining about this. Um, including had published, Richard Thomas. Including Richard Thomas, which might be where I saw it. I'm not, I honestly don't know. I'm not sure. Because like I said, I had the, the tab open <laughs> in Chrome. And then, you know, I go to hit the, the I go, what's going on with this tab? I go to refresh it. And it's just not there. Like, hmm. it just doesn't exist anymore. Um, whoever Revolution John is, the guy heads up that magazine that's no longer there. Um, published a, a fairly lengthy poem. I, I read a little bit, but it was poetry, so I really didn't care. But I guess the gist of it was <laughs> that he was taking somebody's personal, um, uh, somebody who was uh, sexually assaulted, and turning it into a poem in, in which I guess he, um, God, I don't know. The, the feeling I got was that it was, it was, it was very, um, what's the word when you, um, um, God damn it. Was he victim shaming? No, I, yeah, maybe a little bit, but it also seemed more like he was putting himself into that situation. Oh, like he was co-opting the yeah the tragedy. It was, that kind yeah, of thing? so it was a little weird. And I, I wanted to do more research on it, and I knew we weren't. This was maybe four days ago, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll tidy this up right before we go do the podcast. But all the evidence is gone. I was going to have quotes from it and stuff. It was going to be, it was going to be at least as controversial as the Hugo Awards. But now I have, investigative journalism. You got yeah, there. but now I've got nothing because it's no longer available. So Revolution John, if you want to talk about it. We're happy to give you 10 minutes on the podcast to tell people your side of the story. Not promising that we won't make fun of you. No, because you backed down. That's the whole thing. You yeah, deleted the site. Like a bitch. Well, and, and so when you search for it, there this has been there's been stuff published on here for for it looks like at least a few months. Um, when I was trying to look it up again, uh, there's stuff on here from April 30th, from May 22nd, May 19th. You know, so there have been. A bunch of poems published on here, March, um, and and now they're all gone, and exist nowhere. January, I guess. So yeah, at least eight months this has been around. Well, that sounds fucked up. Oh, do they not have? How do I find? Oh, don't they have those? Um, shit. Doesn't Google cache pages? So even when a page is gone, you can still find it. I don't know how that works, man. I mean, not that it this matters. Is when, this is when we got to get our marketing intern on the on the horn. Yeah, exactly. I guess here's the whole thing. I, I and, and the conversation was going to be this. I was going to ask you to read it, and then we were going to talk. Uh, hopefully, we were going to talk about, um, you know, is it okay for someone to write something like this? Is it still art, even if it's offensive to somebody, and even if it's offensive directly at one person? Does it? And I know the whole thing is, oh, this is terrible. This, I mean, the comments in the thing were like, this guy should die. You know, I mean, whatever. All this fucking melodrama bullshit. But realistically speaking, if somebody puts something together that they feel is artistic and shares a, an opinion, even if it's an unpopular one, you know, should it just be deleted because a bunch of people don't like it? Mm, I. Mm. I'm I'm flying blind here, so I don't know. Well, if that's I what I'm saying, that. and that's I, I just wanted to tell you. I I really thought this would be a great talking point for us, but like I said, now it doesn't exist. So yeah, now I'm I'm just saying, theoretically, if something like this happened, because you have we have nothing hard, you know, to talk about. So the funny thing is, my first thing is because we know a bunch of authors. Were the authors more offended for the victim, or more offended for the guy stealing the story and using it for their writing? <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I got the feeling they were offended for the victim. Okay, good. <laughs> I was just I was offended because it was poetry. <laughs> Dude, if it was poetry about science fiction, would you uh, <sighs> like it would probably kill you on the spot, right? You know, but as I was like, I don't write, right? right? So I'm looking at this and I'm like, it seems to be like poetry. It's just a bunch of one lines. Like, I might be able to do poetry. I might write some poetry. Hey, God, I'm yawning. See, you're already fucking uh, bored with my... I just said I was going to write poetry and you almost fell asleep. Dude, can we challenge you to have a poem ready for the next episode? The next episode is in like 14 minutes, so no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just fucking gave it away. There's two episodes this week. There are two episodes this week. We're going to talk about that towards the end of the podcast. But for next week, eh, you never know. I have, I, have, I might have some extra time on my hands this week. I can throw together. I'm going to challenge you to I'm make a poem. I'm doing quotes. Poetry. It's going to be a poem called The Most Spaceships. <laughs> Rob's forcing. Listen, Rob's forcing <laughs> me to write science fiction. And here's what's going to fucking happen. This shit's going to go viral. And somehow, because there is no fucking God... I am going to be a Hugo Award winner. <laughs> There's a poetry part of the Hugo Awards. Of course there is. Why wouldn't there be? Because they're making shit up. Oh, my God. All right. Now, Livius has, in a very subtle way, uh, throughout the, king the episode, of subtle. been like king trying to set us up. And Yes, the king of subtlety. Uh, trying to, to very gently set you up for the introduction of something new. Um, so we're going we're gonna to give you something new right now. Hey, I'm Ryan McRae, the Booked Podcast's marketing intern. We'd love for you to sign up for our mailing list at bookedpodcast.com. The guys might send you a newsletter or invitations to Noir at the Bar or even VIP seating for whatever they're doing. Honestly, they haven't figured it out quite yet. But if you sign up for bookedpodcast.com with your email, we'll send you the Booked Anthology PDF, a ton of short stories for free, and then you get to hear what these two book nerds are up to. They won't flood your inbox with crap, just delicious book news. Thanks, and I'm with the show, and don't forget to sign up at bookedpodcast.com. Well, you can't go and say anybody was unprepared for that now, can you? <laughs> you fucking mentioned it like seven times. Ugh. Seven times. All right. That was Ryan. He's our new marketing intern. <laughs> you may have just heard him. What's <laughs> um, I got to tell you? Ryan is one of my favorite new people. I like Ryan a lot. Ryan's good people. You know, you know one of the qualities that I really like about him? Mm, no, go ahead and tell me. We tell him to do stuff, and then he does it. We ask nicely. I bet you and if we told he, him. And, but he volunteers for a lot of shit, too, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, he anyway. cares about the success of the podcast, which is sometimes more than I could say for either of the two of us. Yeah, that's what we need. That's what we need a marketing intern for. Yeah. Um, so you heard him. Please go sign up for the newsletter. Listen. This guy's internship depends on it. Yeah. So before it was like, oh, that's cool. You don't want to give any money to pocket. That's cool. Listen, just sign up for this newsletter. Now we're telling you, this guy has a job to do. And you <laughs> guys are keeping him from excelling at his job. How does that make you feel as listeners? Let's take. Let's just take a moment and reflect. You feel pretty shitty about it, don't you? Yeah, so I do what Ryan said. Shittiness. Go to bookpodcast.com. Put in your email address. Get a copy of the book anthology in, in EPUB, Moby, or PDF if those first two those, those first two <laughs> words don't mean anything to you. PDF. You can read it on your computer. Um, <laughs> you can print it out while, at the Kinkos. 
<laughs> yes, the Kinkos isn't a thing anymore. Uh, FedEx owns it's FedEx, FedEx Kinkos, right? FedEx, or is it FedEx it's, Office now? FedEx FedEx Office. Don't go to FedEx Office. I'll tell you what. Go to Staples. They do printing. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I didn't know that was going to be a point of contention. Anyway, you can print it. You can print that PDF out. Yes, you can. Now, while you guys were listening to Ryan, our new marketing intern, um, I was. <laughs> Just trying to find where to find this form thing, right? Because we were talking about it. And I said, oh, you know what? Maybe after we do the podcast, I'll knock out 30, 40 pages. I wound up on his Patreon page. Oh, that sounds familiar. Uh, yeah, Patreon. Dude, so <laughs> he does web series. There's, there's a second web series. Okay, so there's one also called Pact. Oh, and Twig. There's a third series, which is now ongoing. Um, what do you think? What do you think? Just if you had to take a stab. At, at, at how many dollars he's pulling in a month? Um, based on our popularity and how much we get, I'm guessing he makes about thirty six bucks a month. Two thousand two hundred and twenty three dollars per month, dude. I gotta tell you, there's probably a lot of writers <laughs> listening to this podcast that write novels are like, "What? They just say twenty four thousand dollars a year on like twenty five, whatever that works out to." Yes, that's exactly what we said. Doing a web series, so I gotta tell you, I gotta hey, say. Guys, I think he's making more than like most adjunct professors do at colleges. Really? I, I'm being I'm exaggerating, that? but it's okay. Probably. Oh no, no, I was I didn't know if you're being serious. Yeah, I got to tell you, the guy the guy sits wherever he sits at Starbucks or something, and he writes, and you know, he's pulling in twenty five G's a year. That's that's not that's not too that's not too shabby. So, um, three hundred and eighty patrons. Can you can you calculate? Can you do that math magic and figure out how much that is per person? Hang on a second. Let me go to my futuristic device here. What's the total? 2200? I calculator? 2223 divided by 380. I could do it on my watch. Actually, I didn't even think about that. Calculator watch. $5.85 average per patron. patron. So that's, that's pretty sweet per month, right? Not bad. Here's the problem. I know of a podcast that has a Patreon account that has... Close to double that per contributor. The problem is there's significantly lower number of contributors. He's got the math is in his favor, I think, right now because we're making yeah. like almost eleven bucks per per contributor, mm-hmm. but we don't have three hundred and eighty contributors. We have a right. significantly lower number. And what we're trying to say is ten dollars a month is a lot. We don't want you to do that, but throw a buck our way. We're happy yeah. with a buck. You and a hundred of your friends all throw a dollar our way. Suddenly we're in fucking business. Or sign up for the newsletter. So either way, we know who you are. We know you're listening. We know you're not one or the other or both. So anyway, um, so I think that the, the theme for the next couple of episodes should be let's help Ryan keep his job. Yeah. Make it happen. Yep. So, um, we kind of spoiled this a little bit. We did. Um, we did take a break from the lazy summer of podcasting. We took a hiatus <laughs> from our hiatus to get back to doing what we started. I was going to say what we do best, but I don't even know if we do that well anymore. We'll find out in a few minutes when we record our second episode um, this week. You're getting a twofer. Um, I'm not even sure how Rob is planning on doing this. If they're both going to launch the same day or, or what's going to happen. But um, we are going to be reviewing Christopher Moore's Secondhand Souls. There's not a lot that was going to pull us out of the not reading. Christopher Moore, though, we'll, we'll stop yeah. not reading. We'll stop not reading. We'll stop not reading for Christopher Moore. <laughs> That's almost a double negative, kind of. Almost, kind of, sort of. Um, 
Yeah. Well, I think we were originally. Here's the thing: the, the episodes are probably dropping at the same time because um, originally we were going to record the book review first, and then the interlude was going to be bonus. But as you can tell, the interlude has the introduction to the next episode at the end of it, so we kind of have to put the book review second. But I don't want to make people wait till later in the week, right? That's fair. I guess we could put some kind of disclaimer at the beginning of the next episode, like if you want to hear them in order, if you mm-hmm. did not hear. <laughs> kind of fucked ourselves on this one. A little, a little bit. bit, so. Um, all right, so um, uh, until five minutes from now, I'm Livia Snedden. Now I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading.